Hello everyone, you are now tuned in to Two Gems in a Pod, a podcast by a set of Zodiac twins speaking on a variety of topics, unfiltered of course, from socio-political commentary to current trends and events. We are your hosts, Annie and Alexa. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to our second episode of Two Gems in a Pod. I'm Alexa. I'm Anne. And today's episode, um, we're basically going to be discussing, you know, the recent um, tragedy surrounding Ahmad Arbery. So I'm sure a lot of people listening already know the background and the circumstances of the case but I'm just gonna go into it for somebody who for somebody who might not know the intricacies so basically on February 23rd Ahmad Arbery was taking his normal jog around the neighborhood in a suburb of Brunswick Georgia and he was basically tailed by two white men Gregory and Travis McMichael who thought he was a sub Jack, he was, who thought he was a suspect behind a string of supposed home break-ins in the area. So long story short, they assaulted and gunned down Arbery um, because they asked him to stop and he didn't. And, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of us have seen the graphic video and Arbery was notably unarmed and empty-handed. So I'm not sure how they could have thought that he was a suspect in a robbery but um so the latest progress on the case is that um the McMichaels were actually not arrested on the spot you know this happened back in February so they were arrested actually a couple of days after the graphic video got released so the video made it to the mainstream by Alan Tucker, who was their defense attorney. He, well, he had consulted with them. He was not yet under retainer for them. And the video had originally been taken by a you know, eyewitness in the area. So the reason Tucker apparently sent it to a radio station was because it, he felt like it would absolve um, the McMichaels from blame saying that I think what he said quote unquote was this wasn't just a pair of guys with um, confederate flags on the back of their trucks like I guess to absolve them from any any form of like racial discrimination behind their acts so Gre- the where the story kind of just spirals is actually Gregory McMichael so the father He was a um, retired police officer and he knew the district attorney of that county, Glynn County, very well. The DA, her name is Jackie Johnson, and she actually um, dissuaded the officers on the scene on the 23rd from making the initial arrest. So as we know, um, there's been a vast social media reaction and this could be part of the reason why arrests were made a couple of days later. So there was like a major social media outrage. Um, people were posting and flooding um, the district attorney's office with calls um, and things like that. And, you know, the hashtag run with a mod has started trending where people are basically jogging and taking the same route um, that he took and stuff like that. And people also, I know, marched in the area where his murder took place. And it's just been um, 
it's just been a very emotional thing i know like for his family and stuff like that and just on i think black people are mourning on a national scale regarding this sorry for all the moving mm-hmm. this situ- getting situated yeah um i think this this case is one of the clearest examples of systemic racism and also what I like to call accidental racism. Well, it's not really accidental, more like subconscious racism. So right. it's so you have the guy that sees a black you have the, the 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 father and son that sees a black guy running and the first thought in their head is that he might be the one breaking into our neighborhood. Right. Which I'm is not sure you can why tell they that even they're... had honestly, I'm really not sure why they even had that like was there someone breaking uh, there were people breaking in the neighborhood before, I guess. But was I, apparently according to the police department, there hadn't been any home invasions for like the... two months or something like that. And what blew my mind the most is that if you watch the video, you know, like he's he's notably empty handed he's literally i'm pretty sure he's wearing like a t-shirt and like basketball shorts or something so like if he was a suspect in a home breaking like that would have been a really shitty home breaking like right that's what i'm saying so they really clearly weren't leading with logic here they weren't so you have these two white guys that see a black man and just the first thought in their the first assumption in their head is that he must be running because he's a criminal or because right. he just broke into a house. Mind you, like you said, there's no prior, there's no reports of any break-ins for so a while. There's literally no reason why this should be the first assumption to come to someone's head other than them being subconsciously racist. Maybe exactly. they, and if they're at least not blatantly racist, like, okay, they're not, they don't have a Confederate flag and they don't have, I hate, N words on their Facebook profile. Like, there's still, this is still an example of racism. You don't have to be aware you're being racist to be racist. And I think this case is a clear example of that. There's no yeah, reason why you see a guy running in basketball shorts and a shirt. And the first thought in your head is that he must be, he must be running because he just broke into someone's house. And I, I, I would bet my life's worth that that thought would not have come into their head had he been a white man running or jogging. Had it been a white man, exactly. And I think what infuriated me the most is that this is where, like, the the mind-boggling white privilege comes in. So the fact that they felt that as civilians, they could accost somebody jogging and tell them to stop, I'm pretty sure most of us would not stop for, for a civilian in an unmarked car accosting us that just that just blew my mind and then regarding with a like, gun oh man yeah with a gun especially i had so i read a comment of someone trying to say why would you try to fight why would you try to like fight with a gun or something like with someone with a gun and it's like my guy what are you supposed to do if someone with the gun comes at you there's nothing you can do other than fight or flight that's what i'm saying and there's, get no, out there's, there's no logic around you do what you can I, yeah. I just don't get it. There's no way to justify... You can't justify this case from any angle. I don't think there's any way to justify it. I mean, 
I just don't understand the attempt to make that justification because who's gonna remain calm with a gun in their face? Like, no who, one. who is going to be nice and calm and cool and collected? Nobody. And I feel like this is another assassination of character, like for a lot of these victims, because I mean, how could you expect that? Like a civilian to remain calm like that? They're human. It's just dehumanizing to expect people to, 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 like you said, I feel like you, you said it best. It's dehumanizing to expect someone that's minding their business and who is following the law to just react calmly and reasonably when something unreasonable is happening to them. Something right. life-threatening and unreasonable is happening to them. And, the, you know, some people are trying to claim that there is no racial angle in this. But, like, I, there's no way you can say this was not... This, racial this is not racially motivated. There's no way. Yeah. Absolutely not. Some people, and there was mm-hmm. actually... Yeah, there was actually a guy, um, a white guy, who made a video, like, in support of Ahmad, who was jogging with a mini flat screen TV and he was like look at how I'm jogging here in open air with a with a TV and nobody's accosting me and nobody's harassing me like I can go about my business there's no assumption of guilt that's crazy um the sad thing is that I know so many black people like who are who are genuinely hesitant to do daily things do normal people things because of how they may be perceived Right. Which is really, really, really sad. Like, I Which know some people, they don't, their parents tell them, yeah, don't go running in a hoodie. Not in this neighborhood. Yeah, not here. I actually saw a post by this um black man who was saying that, like, shoot, I know I have to wear a mask. But at the same time, he's between a rock and a hard place because him wearing a mask as a black man, he could be seen as, like, you know, trying to conceal himself or something like that, even though masks are recommended by the CDC, but there's that element of oppression there that I feel like not enough people are talking about, you know? Mm. I never even considered that. Yeah. And it's crazy, because, you know, Stevens, I, I, when stuff like this happens, well, not really when stuff like this happens, but I've had thoughts in the past of, like, my brother where my, my, so I have a 15-year-old brother, and he's, like, six feet with like such a baby face and despite that like when he'll be when we're in public and like he's wearing a hoodie and like he's just like very covered and Steven's also very shy so like he seems to himself sometimes like I tell him like yeah don't put your hood on like that because it's and it's sad that I have to tell him that because I'm worried at how he may how other people may perceive him and I don't need him going through any type of racial trauma at a young age right of course it's just tough that you have to have that conversation you know he has to be exposed to this so soon and I know like nationwide there's probably mothers having this conversation with their black sons like at at any age any age really I mean, look at Tamir Rice, you know, 12 mm-hmm. years old. I mean, it's really crazy. But the other aspect that, like, the other aspect of racism that I wanted to touch on here was the systemic part. Like, the fact that these men weren't arrested on the spot because they had connections in certain Right, areas. with the DA especially, yeah. Yeah, like, that. That that is an example of someone being able to avoid repercussions because of their proximity to people in power 
yeah not only because of like you know his his privilege as a white man but as like his connections to law enforcement mm-hmm. which it should not be that way and people often forget like most white people are in these positions of power most white people also know only other white people so right. when it comes to being excused like given these get out of jail free car literally um yeah. by policemen it's why people more are more likely to receive that pat on the preferential treatment yeah yeah so there's really no like candace always candace always candace owens is on twitter trying to say oh ahmad should not have died but i'm not gonna let the media (laughs) there's always i really i'm really irritated at people that allege that like the liberal media is trying to like race yeah yeah and for anyone who doesn't know um candace owens is a well-known black conservative which like the republic i mean which like right-wing conservative often put up as like the token black female conservative the voice of reason amongst the blacks right right because as you know you know um black people tend to lean democrat so you know when they find the one the one to reaffirm who's gonna say yeah who's gonna say what they want to hear they're gonna hold on to that but um back to this yeah so this spurred the whole um run with a mod hashtag and like various other like online movements but there was actually a post on instagram that i saw that really stuck to me so somebody was saying i i forgot who the original poster was but um they were saying trayvon got killed y'all bought skittles and arizona tea and hoodies michael brown was killed y'all got hands up don't shoot shirts eric garner was killed Y'all, y'all are y'all bought I can't breathe shirts. Ahmad Arbery was killed. Y'all are about to jog. They got us being brand ambassadors for our own murders. So what do you think about that? Um I think it's really sad and I think she's correct. Because I don't understand what giving our money to businesses that as far that as are, that, that are literally it's kind of sick in a way they're making merch they're making merch <laughs> based people off are of capitalizing, like our suffering the people are capitalizing off black deaths and black outrage yeah. while not doing any work in the areas right. that actually need to be worked on not right. doing any of the real work like what what happens we we bought skittles in arizona tea and people still getting killed right i feel like i mean we had basketball players wearing i can't breathe shirts we had big celebrities wearing i can't and you know what in a sense i do have a lot of compassion because i understand the feeling of helplessness that ordinary people feel as though what else can i do you know other than you know jog for a mod and what else can i do other than you know like buy buy like I can't breathe church or this that and the third and what I would say to that is I understand that feeling but you guys we really have to get out here and vote we really have to get out here and get civically involved and even just getting involved with like your local communities elections and like knowing who you're putting into office because think about it I'm pretty sure in the the general election for like Glynn County in that area like people didn't know who, who the DA they were voting for was and like people just you know either didn't turn out to vote or were just like ill-informed you know so imagine if you know jackie what's her name like didn't get that position as the glenn county da like maybe things would have turned out differently mm-hmm. who knows you know mm-hmm. 
So yeah, people have to care about who they vote for. People do need to get involved because this stuff does matter. We're talking about positions of power, people that have the ability to control or alter the outcomes of situations like this. Like it matters, guys. Um, How I think people should respond. Well, I'll tell you how I'm responding. Um, I guess... I've been really pitching to my parents the idea of just getting armed for purely for protection reasons, because it seems like if people, people are crazy out here, y'all. Yeah. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Americans and mental illness, like we have high rates of mental illness in this country. Definitely. And you people are just out here wilding. Like, even if it's not from an angle, even if it's not from a racial angle, people are wilding. Just in general. Just in general. And it seems like we can't depend, we can't necessarily depend on the law to protect us. So I think that as citizens, we should utilize the ability to protect ourselves. Right. Because if you, if you can't trust the government, then what are you going to do? Like, if you can't rely on the government to protect you, what is there to do? Exactly. And I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people of color need to realize that like, you know, the second amendment isn't just for them you know you can utilize that right i mean i'm i fully support you know people of color and like black people in general like to just find out their state legislation as far as like obtaining a firearm legally obtaining permits getting the proper like education as far as um as far as like owning a gun but on the other hand you know i was actually having a conversation with one of my friends and she was saying you know, like, if they're already killing us unarmed, I mean, what happens now? With what, what happens armed, now? You know? What happens now? So it is like being between a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. in a sense. Let me like, say, y'all, they are always going to come up for with reasons to kill us. They were killing yeah. us when we were nice. They kill us when we get bucked. They kill us. They, You know, when, yeah. you're, when, you're, when you're coming from a place of racial hatred, whether conscious or subconscious, you don't need a reason. Right. You don't need a reason. Like, these policemen don't need a reason. Which kind of, like, brings me to the next topic um, about the way policemen in New York City are operating in response to people not following the social distancing guidelines. There are videos of police giving masks out to white families. Well, families in general... But mostly white and Bryant Park. Yeah, like in in New York, who weren't following social distancing light guidelines. Yeah, I go out and people are people are having picnics. People are taking walks with the fam with their families, which is fine. Some people are literally playing ball. Like some people are having gatherings, and I guess it's cool. But it's it's boggling to me how in certain areas like these. Activities are just met with violence. I've seen a right, lot automatically. Of, automatically, like you know, in lower income areas. Like I remember, um, there was a um, altercation between a policeman and um, a black man in Brownsville, I think. And there was another situation where um, I think there was like a, a funeral procession or something like that happening in the Bronx, and the cops kind of just like you know violently tried to enforce the social distancing guidelines mm-hmm. and those were like primarily like black areas um in new york mm-hmm. so the the way the way things are being juxtaposed like racially and dealing with the coronavirus it's just really sad yeah and it's, 
it's I watched the video. The guy was like, the police officer was telling while they were like, it was like a bunch of police officers on one black dude while his friend was recording the scenario. He was telling him go inside or else like you're next. Like he was telling him go inside your apartment or else like the same thing can happen to you. And I'm and he was like, well, like why? And of course he wasn't getting any tangible answer, any reasonable answer. And it was like, who made, who are police even allowed to do that? Like get back inside or else you'll get arrested. Yeah, exactly. Like, can they even enforce like who's allowed to be on public prop? I don't know. You know what? Yeah. And it's just crazy. It, like I said, it's crazy. It's that subcon- people don't get it. Like this is what subconscious racism is. Like you see right. white people gathering or a group of uh, depend whatever group that you have a positive bias towards gathering and you instantly think yeah it's just families getting together let me give them masks you see a group of young black men gathering you know in casual attire in their neighborhood and the what you you try to you you get aggressive with them automatically like yeah they're not human exactly it's really dehumanizing and there's just so many cases of this like especially like you know stuff like this has been happening you know forever in this country but like now with like the emergence of social media like it's ever more publicized so we kind of get into the question of you know like that graphic video with Ahmad Arbery like should that video have been disseminated in the first place how should that video have been spread like does it not disrespect his his memory you know as well as his like loved ones and like it's like imagine watching a replay every time you turn on the news of your loved one getting gunned down and he was literally hunted down as though he was an animal like it's just it's crazy to me and like do you think that the fact that these videos are out here doesn't that create a source of a kind of like a desensitization to the killing of black people in a way i think i think that is true i think we're we're kind of decent well yes I'll answer that, yes. Um, But in terms of, like, brutality against Black people, I feel like we've been desensitized to it a long time ago. I feel like it's just a symptom of that. Right. Because Black people have been kind of, like, trying to get the word out about the things that happened to them for a long time. Like, Emmett Till's mom, she had his casket open at his funeral so that it would go viral but unfortunately it's like that's the only way people would actually consider and to consider the fact that there is actually a problem you know like yeah. if, it, if it wasn't for videos people would take the police by their word people would take the neighbor by their word the neighbor that that gave the video in that felt like it would vindicate the subset the suspects um yeah you know how society is because of that subconscious racism people are more likely to judge white people as more trustworthy mm-hmm. if we were to have to go based on our word alone this would be a harder battle to fight no definitely and on top of that a lot of people like who are for these types of videos being put out there oftentimes say that like you know like we have to see these things like the these types of like this type of imagery is what's going to like spur us into action but at the same time i think it's so exhausting it gets to a point where it's really exhausting to the black psyche 
to just continuously see itself being a victim of violence. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's exhausting to see people who constantly, who who are getting victimized who look like you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it just gets There's so many things in this society that are harmful to our our psyche, like you said. That's very interesting how you say psyche. Yeah. Is it, is I mean, it not psych? Like, <laughs> I don't even know. I just always say psyche, but I just think of like the, I just think of like the collective, the, the I don't know. I just think of the black psyche as like the collective, like black mind. Cause I feel like at the end of the day, like it's just all one, like consciousness within this country, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. Like even when, like I would say from my experience, like even when they see us, that docu series came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't have the like the sh- I don't know. I just couldn't watch it because it's like yeah, it gets to a point where it gets so exhausting when you constantly like see your people suffering yeah. all the time. I haven't seen it. I- you know, some people just don't don't want to see the black trauma stuff all the time. Yeah, but and we unfortunately yeah. it's just everywhere. Yeah. It's just everywhere. Yeah. Like that's it, whether it's in in Hollywood, some new trendy movie, right? Or an or a scandal with a brand or store, or in this case, like someone's life is taken. Someone's life is taken right there. Yeah. 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 That sucks ass. Yeah. Well, anytime. Yeah. Sucks. Like <laughs> too long didn't read white supremacy. Yeah, exactly. And you know, anytime, anytime there's like a global situation going on, like let's say, like okay, like right now we're in a global pandemic. Like people of color, lower income communities are always going to be disproportionately affected. It's just an unfortunate side effect of these um types of issues. And with the anti lockdown protests, I think. It just really shows, like, I don't know, just, like, there's, like, a big disconnect. Yeah, the privilege and the disconnect. Absolutely. White people are not the most most represented when it comes to COVID deaths. I think most most minorities are overrepresented. Yeah, as far as COVID deaths, like... The least represented group to be, like, the face of people asking society to open back up. Yeah, there's a huge disconnect. Yeah, there's a major disconnect. A very major disconnect that some people need to reflect on. So did you want to go, like, as far as that, do you want to go into, like, the protests that happened at the Michigan State Capitol? Like with the um yeah. like just like the racial undertones oh yeah although i did not pay that much attention to it so i'll let you handle that one you could explain oh it. yeah yeah so basically at the michigan state capitol there was like a bunch of like anti-lockdown protests going on so um for anybody who doesn't know michigan is an open carry state so there were like a bunch of trump supporters and protesters with confederate flags and other like racist imagery inside of a government building with military grade weapons demanding to speak to the female governor of that state to basically reopen and y'all president is sitting here on twitter talking about how um the democratic female governor should try to make a deal with armed protesters basically 
<laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. It's just so funny to me how, like, a certain group of people can just protest and, like, the government actually tries to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, nobody nobody's telling them to just cooperate with the police. Nobody's telling them to just, you know, they behave got, a certain way. guns to that, yeah. to that place. They were loaded. Meanwhile, no. Tamir Rice was shot for a toy gun. Was toy killed. guns. And you know what? They still justified that. They still justified They it. still tried to say, oh, he shouldn't have been killed, but play stupid games with stupid prices. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see that energy. I don't see it. And it was so it was so crazy. I think like a couple of days later, there was actually a lawmaker from Michigan. So she's a black woman. Um, her name is Sarah Anthony. And she was like actually accompanied by armed black men because of like all the far right protests that were going on. And I just I just saw the video and I, it just honestly gave me chills to see like this black woman being flanked by like armed black men. I felt like it was a real a real like show to say like, you mm-hmm. know, like we can do this too. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I totally agree. Yeah, nah, I mean, as much as that was yeah. some black unity power there. I'm not yeah, that was like, that. oh my god! I'm like, yo, if Malcolm X could see this right now, <laughs> that was powerful. And you, you know, know I was. I truly hope that it empowered a lot of you that saw that. Like Alexa said, that Second Amendment isn't only for white people. Yeah, it's not just y'all. Fun. The Second Amendment is not going anywhere. They killed white kids. They killed babies. Yeah. They killed. They shot politicians. It's still here. It's not going anywhere. So it's not going anywhere. And Sandy, normally, you know, Sandy Hook should have been the last freaking straw, mm-hmm. honestly. And the, but it's still it should have been the, the last straw, and it's still going on. So my issue with gun control is that I feel like what causes all these shootings is the lack of regulation lack of vetting lack of reg- lack of regulation re- lack of vetting and also higher amounts of mental illness within the population oh yeah and like definitely. i said guys there are a lot of mentally ill people out there and there's also a lot of mentally ill people with guns right you can't definitely you've got to you've got to be able to defend yourself if you're not for guns i hope at least that you are that you have another means of defending yourself within your home you know? exactly exactly yeah. i don't know i i have the same stance on gun i'm definitely you like it's just crazy to me like the fact that like black people have higher rates of so people say that some black people are dying obviously because we have higher rates of um obesity um, high, yeah, high blood pressure, pressure and you know all these different health issues and it's so funny because I was thinking about the fact that like a lot of black parents just don't like going to the doctor oh yeah definitely they don't like going to the doctor and when you look at the way black people are also treated in hospitals it it kind of makes sense like I think I was just reflecting on the fact that like people okay let me backtrack. So I feel like this relates to the COVID situation because if you think about it, Ahmad was literally jogging and exercising. It probably is a means to like feel good mentally, physically, whatever. So the fact that like we can't even like freely do healthy activities 
without the fear without fear harassed like that goes back into covid for me and the fact that we're so overrepresented yeah that and the fact that like a lot of low-income um black communities are food deserts like you're not gonna go into certain communities and find a whole foods you're not gonna go into certain communities and find a trader joe's like you're not most of these communities you know are just like ridden with like fast food and i feel like that's that that's another form of oppression as well you know Mm -hmm. for sure but guys um Alexa, do you think we should go into another topic? Do you think we should discuss the hospital topic, or should we save that for tomorrow? Um, I mean, we just there's, I mean, obvious like disparities in healthcare, like amongst Black people. I mean, did you want to go really quickly into the case of like Black women that have? Okay, I'll I'll past. go really quickly, guys. But there was a Black woman that recently died. A black middle school teacher that recently died of COVID after being denied a test twice. So here are the important facts of the cases. Her name was Rana Mungin. Excuse me if I'm not pronouncing her last name correctly. But Rana was in the hospital for a month, over a month, and she was displaying various symptoms of COVID. Before she passed, she actually posted on Facebook racism and health disparities still continue the zip code in which we live still predetermines the type of care we receive so her sister actually this was actually what her sister wrote but her sister who was actually keep who was actually writing updates about rana on facebook posted this shedding light on the disparities that black people especially black women on the care we receive in the hospital and so Despite the fact that she was in the hospital for a whole month, over a month, had been displaying symptoms, was from worked in one of the hardest hit areas of COVID in Brooklyn, which is East New York. Despite all of these facts that show that she is high risk, um, her condition was dismissed as a panic attack when she asked for a test. They dismissed her com- her condition of a panic attack and she died. So she had COVID. It's confirmed that she had COVID and she eventually passed. And it's just crazy. This is just an example of the crazy phenomenon, crazy and disgusting phenomenon right. of Black people's concerns in the hospital being dismissed. Right. Or, or as an exaggeration, which goes back to what I was saying before when I was just mm-hmm. babbling. Um, about how our parents sometimes don't want to go to the hospital or they feel like they, their home remedies work better. It's work probably better, because yeah. they feel like the doctors or some places don't take them seriously. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. It's and there's a lot of like that subconscious bias. So th- this whole thing about like, you know, um, black maternal mortality rates being higher than white maternal like third maternal. world yeah third world rates by the way yeah third world rates and like it's it stems from this whole thing that like this whole unconscious bias that black women or like black people in general have a higher tolerance than white people and it and again i mean this is just another slavery motif you know what i mean i mean mm-hmm. like the father of gynecology used to test his methods on black female slaves with no anesthesia so there's a historical element to these types of things and which is why i say you know anybody who's listening like black pre-meds like we need you like keep Mm -hmm. going because we really need people like us in the healthcare field or we're gonna keep dying at disproportionate rates oh yes 
And basically, this uh, this entire 35-minute podcast so far has just been blatant examples of how unconscious bias translates into systemic racism in this country. Right, when it comes to healthcare. When it comes to healthcare, law, police, everything. Right. And I feel like... the what I want to leave you with are just ways to navigate this society in a way that can help you as a black person or as a person of color. If you are a person of color, I would suggest awareing your peers about unconscious bias as well that may affect other people of color or black people. I also suggest that you find means to protect yourselves in this society. I also suggest that you find means to, or home remedies for just staying healthy, um, healthy habits to stay healthy. So you don't have to go to the hospital. Black people, the same thing. Stay healthy because if you're in the hospital, you're not going to be first priority, unfortunately. There's a chance you can be ignored. Your your complaints and your pain will be dismissed and ignored. Exactly. We don't want anybody here. We don't want anybody listening to, you know, be a statistic. So please, guys, like, take care of yourselves physically, mentally. Like, if you feel like you need a break to just unplug, do that you can do a you can do a lot for your community without having to watch Ahmad Arbery suffer on camera like just please yeah. take care of yourselves wear your gloves wear your masks when you're outside keep be wary of everyone around you and just be cautious and let's be nicer to each other right let's yeah. be kinder to each other during this time i mean we're all yeah. we have at the end of the day so but mhm yeah, but that was yeah. Uh, yeah, two cents from two gems two cents. in a pod once again. And we thank you for tuning in. Please take care of yourselves. Bye, guys. Bye.